You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Welcome back to another episode, another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host. Devin Ellington, at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. This is a hoop-ball.com presentation. Go over there to that website. Check it out. Get inundated and situated. Get in there, look at the stuff that we got for you. Free content. I talk about the transactional blurbs and such on the side every time, but you definitely got to use that, especially if you're chasing down a fantasy basketball championship right now. Very vital information. We got team coverage, box score breakdowns, DFS coverage, and then, of course, us, the wagering folks. $9.99, so $0.33 cents a day, less than your expensive latte. For 33 cents a day, you can have access to us in the wager pass. About 10 handicappers. Got two NBA guys that are hitting like right around 60%. Uh, main man himself, Aaron Bruski, is just on an absolute tear. It's just not even uh, computable for me. But I'm glad he's on our side and he is doing really, really well. Blake and I handle the baseball. And then we got Joe, Mr. Joe Campisa, getting in on the golf stuff. I won a golf bet yesterday. I don't know anything about wagering on golf. So, got to love the diversity. Diversify your portfolio. Come join the Discord with us. Got to get in those Discord servers. Always chattering going on. As you know, we have a couple different shows sponsors but i usually drop that in a nice recorded segment to tell you all about their stuff in the middle of the show but i will let you know here in case you don't make it that far which if you don't shame on you mybookie.ag you over there use promo code hoopball get signed up let them know we sent you and get some Awesome 
awesome customer service over there. And then Manscaped, manscaped.com. You go over there, use promo code HOOPBALL20. You're going to get 20% off. You're going to get free shipping. And you're going to get some wonderful grooming items, some great tools. And Blake, I don't know if I'm supposed to spill this yet or not, but uh, I got a secret package in the mail. It was from Manscaped. And I'm going to do this live. I'm just going to turn my video on real quick so you can kind of get a... It's a little shocking, okay? You're going to make me watch you use Manscaped products? No, no. I'm going to show you what they did for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I've used them. I'll take that. Lawnmower 4.0, guys. It's not even out yet. So my first uh, experience with it was phenomenal. So all right, here real quick, Blake, and then we'll transition into the actual show. All right. So I wish everyone could see it because it's kind of funny. All right, gotcha. Yeah. Dude, sick shirt. <laughs> Your entire getup is got is awesome. Yeah. Hair yeah, is uh, good. hair is like half up because I didn't want to wash all of it. It's Friday, you know. <laughs> so, I love that setup you got. Yeah. So yeah, that is uh, a handlebar mustache for those of you who couldn't see it. And that's what I'm rocking, thanks to Manscaped. Uh I just like doing different stuff on my facial hair because it grows so quickly. And then Manscaped has the tools to do it. And it just, it's like Play-Doh and it works out. That's sweet. I need to get me some of that for sure. Yeah. I'm starting to get the old man hair all over the place. Yeah. I, uh, man, I lose so much hair. I got so much hair, but I lose so much of it that it like worries me. I'm like, man, am I healthy? Like, is my liver okay? Yeah. Yeah, That's what you're saying. uh, How are my enzymes? Like, am I all right? So, um, yeah, like I said, wonderful products. Got a great show today. For those of you who didn't notice, this is Blake uh, at Blake LaWatch on Twitter, Mr. Co-host here over on TISB. And uh, we get hot and heavy on the diamond. And I'm on a five game losing streak. I have gotten so many bad breaks lately on team totals. And yesterday I went over in the wager pass. So maybe, I, I don't know, transparency, but this probably won't want to get you guys to, like, it won't make you want to sign up for a wager pass here and we talk about going 0-5 in my last five. Uh, so, you know, it's baseball, though. It's high-volume stuff. It's what I mess with. And you and I both are kind of hovering in a spot we don't want to be hovering in. True. Currently. But, you know, it's the way it goes sometimes. Bro, it's just like, yeah, like all my leans. Like yesterday I had a lean in an early game. I didn't play it, though, and it hit. And then I played a game later, and it didn't hit. And it's just, it's the picking and choosing that's going wrong for me. Yeah. Same here. I had um, the Boston total over yesterday, which that completely flew. Here, I'm going to, I got my personal card that I hand wrote yesterday on the plays I was going to make. Yesterday was small. So I had Milwaukee, Philly under seven and a half. I trailed, uh, tailed Harry Gagnon, uh, Gas Gagnon, friend of the show from, uh, you know, the uh, Best Bets Corner and Odd Shark, all that good stuff. Cousin Sal and Brother Bry and the Parlay Kid, the degener- uh, Degenerate Trifecta podcast. 
uh, against all odds. Just real great guy. He gave out Milwaukee Philly, Philly, and I was already pretty much on it. But once he said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to jump on that. Toronto, Oakland. I don't know what I was thinking. I For some reason, I wrote down under eight and a half, and that was just uh, stupid. And then Detroit, Boston over eight and a half. I went Kansas City minus 135, which is just I don't know why I did that. And then my team totals <laughs> yesterday was Kansas City over four, Nationals over four and a half, Miami over three and a half. None of those worked. Your first no one hit. Brewers, Phillies. Well, yeah, that one and then the Detroit Boston one, but no team totals hit. Yeah. So I, I incorporated brutal. those three team totals into the wager pass and then I left the winners on the uh, personal card. But overall, Same. just a bad day yesterday for me. Yep, exact same story for me. Wager pass, personal, whatever. Mm -hmm. It was just a weird day of baseball yesterday. It's brutal. I think, uh, you know, I just saw something too. Um, I don't know if you remember him being on the show or not recently, but Giles uh, Gallant from Odd Shark also. He, (laughs) I'm trying to pull it up as we speak, so bear with me. He put some numbers out in regards to his personal betting on just nothing but underdogs in the MLB. Oh, yeah. I saw that, too. I didn't realize that's what you're talking about. And let me. Did you see what he tweeted out today, though? I just literally saw that. That's what I thought you were talking about. I don't like that. I don't like it either. What? (laughs) Dude. Are you going to be sad? <laughs> I'm already, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Well, that's like a buzzkill. You want to take the reins on the rest of the show? Nope. Damn. All right, so his MLB underdog report. Last night, the underdogs went 5-5 five and five for plus 2.1 units, and since April 10th, he's played every underdog. He's 167 and 82, 47.9%, plus 45.1 units. That's nuts. So should we just blindly just play underdogs? Like, I think that's what you do. I, um, I know our boy Doug, that's kind of his strategy. Not blindly. He obviously caps them sure. very well, but that's his kind of philosophy is take the underdogs because they don't have to hit as much, and they pretty much do hit as much. Yeah. And you get the plus money. I, I just don't uh, see why you wouldn't. At least like a couple days of the week, just to test it, just to see, to play around. Today's not the day of the week to do it, though, because G-Dog actually followed up his numbers with some other numbers. And he said, apparently Fridays is where MLB underdogs go to die. On Fridays, they're 20 and 38, 34.5% for minus 13.1 units. Yeah, that's got to be an anomaly, right? He's got actually the full days of the week right here. He's got a whole yeah. sheet. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, the only thing that I don't like about it is I feel like you have to play all of them or none of them because picking and choosing, I feel like, is where you're going to go wrong. Sure, sure. Because you pick two or three of them, and those are going to be the two or three that don't hit. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, of course, that's the way gambling is. But that's the thing that kind of stresses me out about picking the underdogs. Well, if you, it's you say like, tonight, how many car, or how many games are on the card? We got all the teams in action, I think it is. I'm looking. I got it up right here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
13, 14, 15, 15. Yep. So all 30 teams. Um, so if you take a dollar, I'm just speaking like low layman's terms here, but you just take a dollar and you put it on every single underdog tonight. So that's $15. How many of these underdogs are we going to need to hit? Because there's not a lot of like crazy big odds. The biggest I'm seeing is plus 185 for Colorado against the Cardinals. I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, I bet you'd end up with 17 bucks or something. I mean, I'm just going to rattle off like, you know, some of the underdogs we got today. Royals against the White Sox. Uh, Baltimore against the Red Sox. Detroit against Minnesota. Cincinnati against Cleveland. Arizona against the Mets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brewers are the underdog against Miami. Weird. Um, that is weird. Toronto against Houston. And looking at notable ones. Yeah. Plus 115 for Tampa Bay against Oakland. So, I mean, there's like some, I guess, like some decent dogs tonight. Yeah, they're all pretty basic. Plus 130, plus 140. Yeah, there's some like 115s, 120s yeah. in there. Mariners are plus 100. Yeah. Even money. That bullpen of mm-hmm. theirs is just really, really good. Been one of the <laughs> best in the majors. Offense get, get going as well. I know. And actually, the story I, wrote of life. Down, I wrote down some notes. I forgot them in the chest pocket of my flannel I wore yesterday. I'm ch- deciding if I want to get up and get them and be un- unprofessional in the middle of the show. But... uh I wrote down, you know, just like some random notes and stuff. Like as I, you know, was at the diner last night and I was just kind of watching a baseball game and just gathering some thoughts because it was a rough betting day. (laughs) Man, that sounds nice as hell, being in a diner watching baseball. Right. Yeah. And eating my French fries, drinking my sweet tea. And I'm just sitting there writing on index cards. And I wrote down no more Seattle overs. As of right now, because the bullpen is for now, yeah, good. yeah. I mean, it's just too good. Yeah, maybe flicking. they'll bring up Julio and uh, Jared Kalanick, and then they'll they'll really get a rolling. I bet that'll be a post deadline thing because unfortunately, yeah, I be. think a couple of guys do get moved that I don't want to see get moved from Seattle. But you know, Kalanick, man, that that kid, he has a chance to be really good. Yeah, I think I saw yesterday he hit two dingers in his first AAA game or something. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we got AAA I mean, ball to keep track of now. Damn. Yeah, don't don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. Because the uh, alternate training sites are no longer an actual minor league season started. But, yeah. Um, I want to start with a random game and 
kind of getting out of whack because usually like here on today in sports betting we just start at the top and we work our way through but i've been looking at like notes and highlights and just like kind of stuff that i'm interested in lately too and the cards and the rockies not a polarizing game probably not one we'll bet on i don't think but what are the chances that gomber comes out and just gives arenado the golden sombrero how cool Um, i don't know why are you why are you why are you going um, so specific on that one? What makes you think Well, those of that? were the two pieces involved in the trade. So I was just... Oh, Gombro was the other one? Okay. Yeah, yeah he was the guy yeah, that okay. St. Louis sent. So um, I've not been impressed with Gombro. I think it'd be kind of... I don't cool. know. I don't know what that relationship's like for people. I don't know if they care. Yeah. I know Arenado's starting to hit really well recently. And uh, his bat's starting to heat up. So when he gets hot... Yeah, and I don't think Gomber can strike him out (laughs) twice. I wonder what Gomber's uh, strikeout prop is. And honestly, I don't know that much about Gomber as far as like if he's a strikeout pitcher, is he a... He's middling and strike. He walks a lot of guys. Okay. Like, didn't know if he was like a contact pitcher, a dominating pitcher. I uh, think he's a get whatever you can get kind of pitcher. Yeah. 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 Let's see. K's. It's five and a yeah. half. Over five and a half is plus 110. Over one and a half is plus 110. Or over five and a half? Uh huh. Yeah. I'm not taking that. Yeah. I've been get. I need to stay away from the props and stuff. They weren't treating me kind. Yeah, I, I got one prop I think I'm going to put on the wager pass. Ooh. It's kind of got your name written all over it. Is it Alex Dickerson? So you can... <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> no, you can narrow it down to two teams based off it being about you. Oh. Is it, yeah. is it someone on the Red Sox? Yep, sure freaking is. <laughs> Is it Franchi Cordero? No, it's not. It's JD Martinez. Yeah, I know. I knew who that's what it was. <laughs> um, Franchi Cordero, talk about terrible offensive output. Dude, and there's so much excitement around him. I know. I talked about him in the article, years back. article. I I thought he was gonna but hello, Ben Intendi. Man, he's been I mean talking about former Red Sox now, but he's been like the hottest hitter for the Royals. You know, just transition from one team that I'm talking about all year to the other. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about those Red Sox game because I got to. And by the way, you haven't been on a show since John put some respect on my name's means uh, through a no-hitter. So we got that to talk about a little bit. That was kind of funny. I knew that was going to happen. He looked really good at the beginning of the game. And I shouted him out that day on the podcast. And he got like to the seventh inning. And I was like, he's not slowing down. And he is getting a lot of guys out. <laughs> so it just kind of was something that, like you said, it's the rule. When there's a no-no going on, you watch it. And I thought it was even more just funny and ironic that it was John Means. Yeah, it was John Means punishing my team. Um, should have been a 
perfect game too. Yeah, he yeah, was he damn was... close to a perfect game. Yep. And, and... with uh, man, I was reading an article and I wish I would have wrote some of the numbers down. Because he uh, apparently this was like a really historical no hitter, like some of the stuff that he accomplished within it. I mean, obviously, it was Baltimore's first complete game no hitter for the franchise, first complete game no hitter since someone back in the 60s. Um, so I mean, it was a really, really nifty no hitter. Um, and I'm trying. I'm trying to multitask here because I really want to find some of those numbers because it was just a really cool article. Um, I've almost got it. I've almost got it. I promise. And then we can also talk about Albert Pujols today too, because that's just really sad. And yeah, that's crazy. It in uh, uh, Kalinic did have two home runs. Um, by the way, I just scrolled past that. Yeah. Um. Let's go. Oh, and then how about Shohei Otani? Tenth home run. Uh, he's the first pitcher in baseball history to have ten home runs for his team in their first 30 games, and I think it was like 50 strikeouts. So, Sheesh, Yeah, he's he's been a monster this year. Doing and the stuff. Angels still aren't very good. Yeah, yeah, right. They've got – um. well, Upton's out of the lineup right now, and believe it or not, he's actually like – really important <laughs> yeah uh, to what they do um i'm still tracking down this john means article uh, all right here's some amazing facts it was the most swinging strikes by an orioles pitcher since 2008 most single game swinging strikes on change-ups for any player this season most in zone swings and misses on all pitches of 2021. He had 77, which was 12 more than DeGrom's 65. All in the zone. All in the zone. Wow. Uh, recorded the highest fan graphs war. Um, 2.3. And then... Let's see. Okay, yeah, nope, that was it. That was the end of those numbers. Yeah, there, I just thought it was some really cool uh, numbers in there. Man, I don't know if that end zone thing says more about him or about the Mariners. Because <laughs> they're in the zone that much and they can't hit it. And they can't. I mean, his stuff is nasty. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. He, um, he just has that weird movement on his two seam, his four seam, his cut. Like, it's just very odd stuff. Um, yeah. The way it moves. So I'm going to, while we were talking some prospects here real quick, Blake, we'll just get, we'll actually get into games here soon, but I think today we'll, we just kind of want to chit chat some baseball too. You know, it's just, there's been a lot that's been happening in the league and um, you know, we just, we want to talk about some, some fun stuff. Uh, talk about some prospects. Ali Rushman, uh, Rushman, uh, number two prospect for the majors playing in double A. Uh, he fanned out five times in his first nine at bats of the season, but broke out 
um, slugging his first double A homer yesterday. Um, okay, yeah. So there was that. We talked about Kalenic. Uh, Nick Lodolo, left handed pitcher from the Reds, uh, had a nearly flawless debut. Um, he's the number one prospect for the Reds. He uh, had five scoreless innings, struck out 10. Um, he was a first round pick in 2019. Um, retired the last 14 batters in that matchup. Um, so looking very, very good. And then I'm looking for some other bats. There's a lot of arms they're talking about right here. Yeah, it's cool to just have prospects back again after uh-huh. no minor leagues last year. Uh-huh. Now the Rockies farm system is ravished and it's one of the worst in the majors, but Ilir Harris Montero, the third baseman, number nine prospect in double A Hartford. He is, um, he was actually a prize prospect piece in the Arenado deal. Um, he put together his best game of the, this young season went three for five, a homer, a double drove in three runs, scored once. And he has hits in all three games he's played in this season with uh, his slashing lines of 357, the Magnum, and then 400, 929. So, Dang. Uh, yeah. Talk about, like, the one decent prospect that Colorado has. Yeah, it takes so much to build a farm system back up again. Yeah. And it's just, what does one player actually mean in baseball? It means nothing. And their development, <clears throat> it's not like their development's been, like, astronomically amazing i'd say it's middling yeah i mean they've developed some guys like don't get me wrong mcmahon actually i was actually listening to something so i need to backstep that colorado um i heard like a percentage number or something but colorado actually from i think it was like 2008 2010 was the starting year up until like couple of years ago or last year i think is when they stopped tracking it but they actually got their guys on track to triple a in the majors more so percentage speaking wise than i think every other team in the majors and they really? actually put like a lot of their farm that's probably why they're that makes sense now i mean make their their whole farm systems in the mlb so they yeah the years, well they might as well rebuilt it so might as well see what they got but like Ryan McMahon, Ramel Tapia, like, you know, there's a couple things Tapia needs to clean up on, but obviously getting guys drafted in through your system, like Arenado, uh, I believe Blackman came up in their system, you know, they've John Gray, you know, say what you want. Yeah, Baldo, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, they have, and Trevor I like a lot of the, the pieces on their team. They have a lot of good pieces. I think they should be better than they are. Yeah, it's just they they have those pieces, but the pieces that they lost from last year are just so large, mm-hmm. so just excruciating uh, to lose. Um, let's talk about Pujols, man, because it kind of makes me sad. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to resign. The, the Cardinals are already the favorite. Yeah, I think that's the thing to do, to see him yeah. and Yachty. Um, like together again in the dugout would be pretty cool. Yeah, I imagine they bring him back. He plays every three days. Yeah. Uh, well, he can't pitch it, huh? Or, I mean, uh, he oh, can't. Yeah, because it's the can't NL. DH. Yeah. It's the so yeah, I imagine he goes there for one more swan song and then he's out at the end of the year. Yeah. Which it's just like, 
this guy, like I've been watching Pujol since I was in elementary, you know? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like it, it was kind of the same thing for Ichiro. Like when Ichiro retired, I was like kind of bummed about it. Mm-hmm. Randy Johnson, uh, Chipper Jones, you know, just those like yeah. 19, I guess Pujols ain't a 1990s player, but you know, like that era, early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, yeah, uh, it kind of sucks, you know? It's, it's like, crazy to see how bad he's been for the last handful of years and how good his career numbers still are. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nuts. I mean, this was the end of that 10 year contract. That was just a mega deal. Yeah. The angels are really good at signing people past their prime. Oh yeah. They're so good at, you remember John, uh, John Lackey. Yeah. Josh yeah. Hamilton, Josh Hamilton, <laughs> Justin Upton. They got a bunch of them right now. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, they did good on Rendon, though. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully he can be good for the next couple of years. But yeah, yeah, I like that one. Actually, no, John Lackey started with the Angels. That was a real dumb comment of me. I feel like... Someone I, I someone did pay for him, though, Like, and they got nothing. <laughs> I feel like he went back to the Angels, but I might be wrong. I, that sounds right, too. John Lackey, like... Wait, did he he came and pitched with the Cubs for a little bit too, didn't he? I think. I think I'm thinking of a couple of guys. John Lackey. Yeah, John he did. He's wearing a Cubs. And he pitched for the Red Sox for a while too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cardinals, so Red Sox, Angels. Pretty sure the Angels okay. drafted him. Oh, my internet's being very slow. Yeah. Not important. I'm not sure how we got to the tangent of John Lackey, but we did. <laughs> We're really talented at that. He has one of my favorite gifts, though, if that means anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um. Okay. Baseball games. Let's do it. Weren't we going to talk about the Red Sox game? Yeah, I think that's, that's what like, I thought. That's where we started, and then we ta- oh yeah, and then we talked about John Means, and then we no hitter stats, and then Pujols and yeah, John Lackey. Okay, anyways, Boston, Baltimore, Boston minus one fifty seven, over under eight and a half. Blake's got a player prop he likes in this one. If I'm gonna be looking at anything, I I would look at the over. Because A, Boston's offense is just scorching right now. B, they're giving up a lot of runs right now. C, Matt Harvey's on the mound and Eduardo Rodriguez. The Orioles love left-handed pitching. And I went on their team total a couple days ago against the left-handed pitcher. And it was a no sweat. They're at three and a half right now. That's kind of what I thought they would be. So I'm going to have a couple different plays because I'm behind schedule for getting my 162 in for the Baltimore or for the Boston Red Sox. So I'm going Baltimore over three and a half as the team total. I'm going to go ahead and grab over eight and a half in the full game also. Blake. Okay. I like the Red Sox total runs over four and a half. That's what my initial mm-hmm. go-to was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm not mad so, at that one. Especially they, they hit. Yeah. They hit right-handed hitting really well, especially JD Martinez. Wink, wink. Yeah. 
Yep, wink, wink, indeed. Nudge, nudge. And what was it? I think Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey's been worse against right-handed pitching so far this year, or right-handed hitting. Yeah. So, Alex Verdugo, Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez all hit over 340 against righties. Verdugo That's and Bogarts. Nuts. Verdugo has an 886 OPS, Bogarts 995. Yeah. Christian Vasquez yeah. just quietly hitting 318 against righties. <laughs> so. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I mean, any overplay in this one, I think, is going to be the way to go. Matt Harvey, right? Exactly. Now, I what? Like I said, I watched a couple of Matt Harvey starts lately, and by by golly, he actually looks like a decent pitcher. Like he's setting his uh, cutter and slider up off of the uh, you know front foot side. Uh, away on right-handed hitters right now and it's just deceptive and nasty looking just kind of like floats in front of their hip and like across their face and then catches just the outer part of that left side of the plate so i am a little worried that harvey's just going to come out and have an anomaly you know great six inning start uh like strike out eight red Sox, but i'm i'm a worry word i always am so yeah, I think it. Matt Harvey's confusing me because I don't think I think he should be worse than he is, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he stays where he is because he's throwing his fastball. He leaves a fastball right down the middle constantly, yeah. and he throws it so much. And he's brought his sinker back. He didn't throw it for what a year. Sinker, he didn't throw it last year in twenty twenty. I was thinking of not slider. Yeah, but that pitch isn't doing very good either. It's not getting very good numbers. It's not, huh? It just must have looked a lot more impressive. What do you have his arsenal in front of you? Is that what you sure do? At? Um, sure. so what he's three pitch pitcher, uh, five, Four, five. I was he just doesn't throw a couple of them like hard. Yeah, it's because he brought his because he, he brought a sinker back. Yeah, he doesn't throw his uh change up very much under 10%. Right. Yeah, he just uses and even, even the curveball. Yeah, so he's mostly a three pitch pitcher. He can just throw a different seam fastball and throw a different grip on it. He throws it yeah. slow enough that it's like a changeup. Get it to spin. Yeah, a I guess so. Way. Pitching's crazy. It's just the yeah, science behind it. You can look at it for hours and I still have no idea what's going on. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we got a bevy of decent little plays there in that game. Mm-hmm. Um Get this one out of the way. Pittsburgh Cubs, they're going to start at 120, which is eight minutes from now. We're not getting to this one, obviously, folks, so we apologize. But it's the way it is. Minus 152 for the Cubs as a favorite? I don't think so. (laughs) Pirates plus 132. I think there's value in that. Um, Let's go ahead and get the Royals game out of the way. They're They're starting a series against the White Sox tonight starting at 710 first guy on the mound for the white Sox, carlos rodon that left-handed pitcher that's just throwing he, he's like this year's giolito for the white Sox. how giolito was so phenomenal last year uh and just dominant seems like they just passed the torch to one pitcher uh from the next in that staff okay over eight and a half, and a half. i like over eight and a half um just going to need the Royals to score some runs. I, I feel like 
the White Sox are not going to have any issues, uh, especially against Keller, his 8.06 ERA. A lot of people are expecting the White Sox to slow down after Luis Robert got hurt also, but I talked about Nick Madrigal, your men Mercedes, Tim Anderson. Like those guys were the ones, the veteran Yasmani Grandal. He still has some room to improve, but you know, it's like those guys needed to step up and they have. So I, I like the White Sox to help fuel a total going over in this game tonight. And four and a half on the White Sox team total. I think that's got some uh, justifiable reasons to get down on it too. Yeah, that's definitely where I would lean if I had to. Yeah. I don't I mean, see the Royals doing much against Rodon. They do hit lefties really well. Like if the, you're going to put them against one side or the other, you want them to hit against lefties. But it's – I mean, this guy's just – he's pitching at another level right now. Yeah, he's finally become what we want him to be. Right, yeah. Because the last couple of years, he struggled quite a bit. Yeah, he has. But this year he's turned it on. He's top percentiles on a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's like uh, – He's a power pitcher, but he can also be deceptive and nasty too. Yeah. He's got a little Glasnow in him. He very much does, yeah. The Glasnow is half full. Yeah, <laughs> nice. He throws his <laughs> fastball up high and he throws a slider down low. Yeah. And that's what you need to do. If you can command it, it's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And his tailing action. You know, he can throw his four-seamer off of the uh, plate and it'll kind of cut back in. It's just... Really, really sexy. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Pitching porn. <laughs> Pitching porn. <laughs> like food Dude, porn. There's a market for everything that, and only fans. That trend. Hey, the food porn <laughs> thing was... Po- hey, Blake, I think we got a million dollar idea here, bud. No, just, I, I agree. There's a there's a market for everything. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's associated with porn. Yeah, just put the word porn on it. Yeah. I mean, people love food. But look at what the hell they did and flipped out on with like the food porn stuff. Yeah. Goodbye, Hoopball. Hello, uh, pitching porn. Pitching porn. (laughs) Be like a side segment where we break down. Yeah. Slow. I'll talk to Dan about it. Yeah. We'll pitch the idea to him. Yeah. He'll be be fine. We'll pitch the pitch porn idea to him. (laughs) (laughs) Washington, New York. Patrick Corbin is terrible. Jameson Tyon. Jameson. I'm just going to say Jameson because, you know, alcohol. Jameson Tyon. And, you know, he's been in the league for a while, and I know who this guy is, and I've listened to broadcasts where he's pitched, and I still just always forget, like, if it's a soft J, if it's a hard J. But Patrick Corbin being a left-handed pitcher with an 8.0 ERA. In Yankee Stadium against the Yankees, I don't think we're looking at too much success for the Washington uh, Nationals today. Yeah, I don't know how they find success. They're uh, down Soto again, or well, he's questionable. I don't know if we. Have I would assume exact. he's out. I assume he's out until he's in. Another note I wrote in my index cards that are in my flannel chest pocket. Um, no more Washington team totals without Soto. Yeah, I, I can m- back that. 
as much as I love Trey Turner, Victor Robles, Jan Gomes, Starling Castro against lefties, the Nationals are one of the best hitting teams against lefties, and they couldn't even get their three and a half runs yesterday. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, they have guys that hit four hundo against lefties, and they couldn't. They're untrustable. Yeah. So no Washington team totals with no Juan Soto. That is happening. That's your that's your motto. Like that is what we need to keep rolling with all year with the Nationals. They're already on my do not bet list as like a team in general, but you know, like on sides and stuff. But you know, team totals they're starting like. They're starting to just like wear me thin in every department. I'm starting to just not like looking at these Nationals games. Yeah, and that sucks because I feel like they're going to be good. Yeah. Once Soto gets back, they will be good. Yeah. And if Corbin can figure it out, what the hell is wrong with him? The Nationals are plus 160 as an underdog, over under nine and a half, getting even money, which I find strange. Um, what is even money? Nine and a half. And that's on Bellata, oh, okay. though. Yeah, my bookie has eight and a half minus 115 for the over. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, yeah, my bookie. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm jumping right on that. I was scrolling yeah. through my tabs. Um, Didn't quite make it to my bookie yet. That's a weird, weird number for Bovada to roll out there. Yeah, it is. I feel like the Nationals should be getting more money. As the underdog. Yeah. Yeah. Money line's plus 150. I feel like it should be like plus 180. Yeah. Because they're going to need all the luck they can to win this game. Yankees, though. I think they got a couple guys banged up. Gio Ursula. Uh, I saw someone else on the injury report. Oh, Urshela's still out? That sucks. Uh, Odor. Odor is out indefinitely. And then Ursula is questionable. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Odor is fine. He's not like an offensive piece anyway. No, he's not. Urshela, though, I like him a lot. He's going to be real good. His bat was starting to come alive. Yeah. So, um, Minnesota, Detroit, 6 10 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Daylight Savings Time. CDT. Matt Shoemaker, God, he's terrible. Tarek Skubal, God, he's terrible. Yeah. Uh, like, how do you handicap a game with such bad pitching? Like, do you just automatically jump on the over, even though it's Detroit and they just – well, I mean, they actually scored a crap ton of runs. No, I think they want you to automatically jump on the over. Yeah. Under nine is getting some shade. Minus one fifteen on my bookie. Minus one twenty on Mata. Yeah, they want you to hit that over for sure. Shoemaker's got a seven point eight three ERA. Tarek Skubal, he's zero and four, six point one four ERA. Yeah, and his expected ERA is nine. Jeez. So he's doing better than he should be. Like it's gotta be over or nothing, or is that too obvious? I think that's too obvious. It's what they want. This is, but it's just these pitchers though. Like if the pitchers, are, the wind, yeah, the, the weather, wind's blowing out. Possible light rain. Yeah, 
I don't think you can mess with it with that possible light rain. That could turn into heavy rain. It could get more windy. They could just postpone the game. I think, yeah, you just move on from that Minnesota. Yeah, I don't like any angle in that game. Yeah, especially with the inclement weather. Weather. Mm. Battle of Ohio, Cincinnati, the Red Stockings, and Cleveland, the Indians. Wade Miley, the lefty, 2.67 ERA going against Zach Plezak, the righty, 4.78 ERA. Cincinnati's been struggling. They've been struggling a lot lately. I say that, but they've just alternated wins and losses over their last five. But in their last 10, they're five and five. Uh, Cleveland, one of the hotter teams in the majors. And they're uh, eight and two in their last 10. They're uh, scoring a lot of runs right now, the Cleveland Indians are. They're seven, two and one to the over in their last 10 games. And if I'm going to be looking at anything here, you know, go with the hot bats, you know, like I'm not picking a side. Minus 145 for Cleveland seems a bit juicy for me. Over. Like I said, over under eight right now, getting some shade, minus 115 to the over. So I'd probably look at the over, and then I'd also look at a team total. Don't think we have any posted right now for Cincinnati and Cleveland, trying to find them. But first glance, I'm looking at the over because, well, the Indians' bats are just too hot right now, and they hit lefties pretty dang well. Jose Ramirez specifically, Carlos Hernandez, uh, his OPS is decent. Austin Hedges is still getting worked into this lineup. Uh, Jordan Luplau shows sneaky sneaky power. Um, Naylor, that guy can hit a home run uh, every other at bat. I mean, he he barrels up balls pretty well, and he's seeing the ball well right now, so... I might look to hold and see what a team total for Cleveland would be. Um, team total for Cleveland is over four and a half plus 105. You got it there. Okay. I kind of like that. Hmm. I think Wade Miley's been sneaky good this year, but I think it's going to run out eventually. Yeah. I wonder here, bear with me listeners, because we're going to deep dive this one a little bit. I'm going to pull up some specific like pitcher batter history let's see what mr miley's done against this cleveland team in the past just doing some scrolling doing some scrolling scroll 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 scrolling yeah not a lot of plate appearances against miley no no not against nothing exciting in any yeah. direction. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing that. Jose Ramirez has 12 or 10 at-bats. Oh, yeah, two for 10. Rene Rivera, 14 at-bats. He might be a sneaky play. He's he, They might put platoon him into the lineup. Rene yeah. Rivera. Um, five hits, 14 at-bats. 786 OPS. Eddie Rosario, he's a smart hitter. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just like what 
Cleveland's doing right now, and I like enough of it to back the total. Yeah, but against left-handed pitching, they're really not that great. Yeah, they just have a couple of guys that stick out. Yeah, but it's nothing super exciting. I didn't yeah. find as much as I was hoping to. And yeah, I thought same. I thought I would like the Indians a lot here, and I still do. And then also Votto's out for the Reds. Yeah, he broke his thumb. Oh, damn. I didn't realize. Dude, he handled that like a beast. Oh, yeah. Fractured thumb. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh, there it is. He, like shook his hand, said a cuss word, and then he took off to first. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Did he get hit? Yeah, he got uh, hit. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I had a really bad thumb injury, so I always hate yeah. thinking about those. Yeah, I, it looked nasty. It was like it like hit his thumb straight on, like when you jammed mm, your thumb kind of thing. Jammed it, it yeah. like that. Ow. Yep, yep, yep. So I was running a curl route in high school, and when I busted out of my curl, my freaking cleat came out from under me, so I shoved my hand in the ground to, before the ball came at me. Still caught yeah. the ball, I will say. <laughs> right. But when I threw my hand down in the ground, I led with my thumb. And kind of yeah. like that baseball, it just like took my thumb all the way, like like cocking a gun, you know? Nasty, yeah. I cocked my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it! I can still get it to do some wicked stuff. But yeah, that nasty. was such a weird feeling. It was like that whole right side of my hand was stuck, you know? Because it was just like, ugh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, sports injuries. Um, okay, so not a ton of value on that game. And I don't really like a position on that i at, at first glances i was like "Ooh, battle of ohio i got to get in on this the over probably is going to happen i like cleveland look what they just Ooh. did to the royals i see something i think you might like your boy winker if he mm. gets a little winker dinker he's he's going against uh he's hitting right he's pretty damn good this year yeah he is and got a lot of a lot of home runs well he's only got five at bats against please no hits yeah one strikeout. So if I'd could, be interested to see what kind of pitches he hits well. Yeah, that's why I say I think it. I wonder if it's just the way Plezak stuff moves for him, or what. I mean, it's only five at bats. It's fairly right. negligible. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. We could throw that out, but if he's gonna get like three official at bats tonight how much could we expect that five to extrapolate out to eight i don't think you can much yeah i think man i don't know that's what is so weird about numbers and probability is like because each argument can be the same you're like oh it could teeter here this is where it could you know flop yeah of course and you're like oh but this is where it you know elongates and where we can remain holding value in this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, police sack relies on his fastball. The most 40% winker is balling his fastballs. He's got a 466 Woba. Hmm. Hmm. And then police sack second pitch is the slider. Give me two seconds. Update. If winker hits sliders, damn well. Ah, uh, like, me. Yeah. Middling. I was going to say, he's just like a fastball guy. He's got a point three woba or a three woba against the lighters. Yeah. Well, listeners, I'm sure you can hear my neighbors chopping their lawn, so I apologize. But uh, 
I forgot to shut my back door. And my daughter's <laughs> yelling at me. So this is what we got going on right now, guys. Daughters, lawnmowers, all that. <laughs> Much rather have a daughter than a lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> um, okay. So holding on the winker stuff. I wanna I, I need to I wanna like that um Charlie Day meme from Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's got like the he's trying to figure out the who pooped in the bed episode or whatever it was. Yeah. And he's got like the crazy like red string like board going on. Like that's me with my sports bets. Yeah, I feel you there. Um Arizona, New York. Zach Gallon, Drew Peterson, lefty. Um you might have to uncover something for me on David, or I said Drew, David Peterson. I'm sorry. I think there is a Drew Peterson in the league. David Peterson with a 4.81 ERA. Uh, I don't think he's that good, but I think over his last like start or two, he's had some decent success. So as far as his peripherals go, I'm just not sure what he's expecting to do or expected to do. Arizona does light lefties up pretty well, just based off average and upgrades and certain guys. Nick Ahmed becomes a non-offensive threat to an offensive threat. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, great hitter. Carson Kelly hitting 438 against lefties. Uh, Josh Rojas, who's been in because uh, they've been without – David Peralta, but um, Rojas hitting 294 against lefties, 822 OPS. Pave, uh, Pavin, I think is Pave, is it Pavin or Pavin? Pavin Smith, I'm going to go with. I would say uh, Pavin. Pavin. Pavin's like, down. Pavin a road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 250, you know, modest against lefties, 763 OPS. So, Arizona against the Mets. I mean, I don't really like David Peterson that much. The Mets are pretty sorry. I think I could back an underdog in the Diamondback. I mean, they've lost three in a row. They got swept by the Marlins. Um, I think it's time to get one. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised the Diamondbacks are the underdog. I mean, they're barely the underdog, but I'm still a little bit surprised they are. It's just got to be because they're on the road. So they're nine and nine on the road this year, so no true, yeah, actual stuff. Here's one though. Against the spread, they're eleven and seven on the road. Okay. I'm not sure what the run line juice is. And get back to it. How about this? The Mets over under record at home: oh eight and two. The Mets at home are zero and eight. So they've gone over eight times, or they've gone under eight times uh-huh. with two pushes. Yeah, it's because their offense sucks. Yeah, and because the ground pitches half those games, or you know, twenty yeah. percent of those games. I wonder. I was gonna say, there's ten, ten games there. He's got yeah, he's got at least two of those starts at home. Yeah, their best hitter in Degrom only hits every five games. Hoop! Ballers. Yeah. <laughs> I say that half. Let's thing, Jess. talk Let's about yeah. your balls. Half. <laughs> half. Yep. Your balls. 
in the area around them. Let's talk about manscaped.com. Go there and use promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Use the promo code and go check out all the tools they have of trimming the hedges and taking care of your lawn. Like the Lawn Mower 3.0 with a built-in LED light to help you get into those dark thigh crevices on the inner parts. Also, the Gooch. It is hard to get to the Gooch if you can't see it. So use the LED light with the anti-tugless technology on the Razor. Full, long battery life. Then check out the Weed Whacker. Bring that out of the shed. Use it on your shrubs. Cut down what you need down to bare minimum if you need to. It's got a nice anti-tugless technology just like the Lawnmower 3.0. It's also got a lithium battery. And best news of all, these things are waterproof. So that way you can do it in the shower and take care of business in the cleanest way possible. Hoopball20 is the promo code that's going to get you free shipping as well as 20% off. I recommend using it. I recommend getting the complete care kit with your free shipping and your 20% off. Spend a little extra, get a lot more. There's a good care kit there for us gentlemen. Face scrub, shampoo, ball treatment, and the area that surrounds our balls. I believe there's even a pair of underwear in there for our balls. So yeah, that's going to conclude the talk about our balls. Now let's talk about bets. MyBookie.ag is where all the hoop ballers take care of their winnings and where we place all of our wagers that we post in our article in the wager pass as well as our free plays and our Discord chats. Yes, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Let them know that we sent you. Hell, specifically type in my name. I want them to know. But most importantly, you got to let them know what podcast that is. And it is Today in Sports Betting. You let them know that we sent you. And then we, as a family, get to grow. And then we get to set you up to reap more benefits. And that is what's important to us because we are here to help you win money. And that is why we recommend my bookie. Their slogan is bet, win, get paid. And it's quite simply that easy. Use Bitcoin to get going. It's a high recommendation of VM Center at Vince Miracle, our guy. It's a recommendation of me. It's so easy. Dan Bespris, the podfather, Aaron Bruski, the godfather, they get in there, they get going with Bitcoin, they get their money in and out, and it's easy peasy. Who balls the promo code? Use that. Let them know that we sent you mybookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. Now, as a podcast, we have your balls and your bets covered. And without further ado, we have today in sports betting. And very empathetic. Or em, em, oh boy, here it goes. Can you help me out? What, like, what are you trying to say? Empathetic? No. Uh, em, oh my gosh. Emphasize. Like emphasizingly. Oh my yeah. <laughs> Emphasis? Yeah, that was embarrassing. I couldn't figure out the <laughs> conjugation. Yeah, you're embarrassing us both. Oh man. I'm so used to it, though. It's all good. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. 
all I have on my face is this handlebar mustache. So now people can actually see me like blush a little bit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like the down and back side of this. Yeah, for sure. I think David Peterson you know, getting sucks. swept against another NL East team, they're going to be like, all right, let's get back to 500. Zach, you know, if I'm going to go pitcher versus pitcher, I, I, I mean, Gallon, obviously, I like him a bit more. Mets Sam. against righties, very subpar, you know, just par, mediocre. So, got a dime. I mean, there's value in the Diamondbacks as an underdog, is all we're saying on this slate. Yeah, I agree. Uh, can't, uh, can't say it's a lock or anything, but, you know, yeah. The only good thing Dave Peterson does is strike people out. Yeah. And I think a lot of that's kind of based on luck. He throws everything right down the middle. Yeah. In Arizona, look at their slugging numbers. I talk about it all the time. They got some sluggers in there. Um, they got some great contact hitters. They stretch singles into doubles. And uh, if they can get a good start out of their starting pitcher, um, well, I say that lightly because their bullpen will might, might give up like seven runs. Yeah, that might be a first half kind of bet right there. Yeah, yeah. But – for for value's sake, I, I believe there's value on the Arizona side. Milwaukee, I agree. Miami. I don't think I'm too high on this one as far as a betting angle. I believe we have a phenomenal lefty-on-lefty pitching matchup here with Suture and Trevor Rogers, who's just been dominating for Miami. He did get roughed up a decent amount his last start. He looked a little, you know, wonky. His control was bad, walked a lot of guys. But when he's on and, you know, Milwaukee's without Christian Yelich again, um, you know, like I think this is a spot to maybe back. Uh, but Miami is minus 140. There's no way. There's no way because they, they can't hit either. There's no way I'm going to go minus 140 with the Marlins in this one. Yeah, I don't think you can ever trust the Marlins. Plus one twenty-five. All the way for Milwaukee. Hmm. Nah. Yeah, it's where the Marlins are the favorite. And so heavily favorited. Yeah. So what are we missing? What's the reasoning? Hmm. I think it's honestly the Yelich thing. You yeah. It'd be pre-baked, but I mean that—that's a very big piece because they have one of their better pitchers on the mound and suture like it's not like yeah completely uh wonkied out that way and he's kind of a kyle Hendricks of sort yeah he doesn't throw the ball hard he relies on location and command and i think a lot of the uh Marlins hitters, you know, specifically like Duvall and Jesus Aguilar and Brian Anderson, they rely on fastballs because they like to barrel them up and they, they got power. Yeah, I mean, he throws a lot of fastballs. Brent Suter throws it 63% of the time. It's four-seamer. Oh, okay. And he only throws it 88 miles an hour. Oh, okay, okay. So it's a slower one. Yeah, it's a slower one. And he leaves it up in the strike zone. Man. Yeah, he's got a weird little pitch mix here. Hmm. Yeah. How can you throw the ball 88 miles an hour and throw it over 60% of the time? Because it moves good. 
Does it? Let's look. No, it doesn't. No? <laughs> it doesn't move at all. Huh. I don't know. Then. It's like bottom five percentile in movement, horizontally uh, and vertically. That's ridiculous. So it's just literally I have no just idea. Like 88 mile. I don't know. That's really I have weird. no idea how he's had success this year. Is it his arm angle? He does have a weird arm angle, if I remember right. Maybe it's the arm angle. It's gotta be. Or a delivery thing. The littlest things just throw hitters off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get to that. Philly, Atlanta, I don't really want to talk about unless you do. And then if you do, have at it, bud. It's going to be a solo Blake party. No, but, I'll roll with you here. Okay, good. I, I just can't. I can't, man. Philly's on my do not bet list in every angle. Atlanta's getting there too. Um, I'm good. Atlanta's offense just all or nothing. So they, yeah, they're a hard yeah. team to cap. Yeah. I, I, I just can't. They'll yeah. put up 13 or they'll put up two. Yeah. Or none. Or none. You know, Freddie Freeman burned me the other night on the prop. So I'm, I'm, I'm good. I did hit Atlanta's team total the other night when you know it was starting because he had that grand slam. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, there's the bright spot. In the yeah, last I forgot game. he had that grand slam. I was like, all right, cool. I'll take it. Not how I was yep. expecting to get it, but. Um, let's talk about your Mariners taking on the Rangers. Got Chris Flexen. Mike Fultonovich, Fulte on the mound. Fulte. Fultonovich. I always thought his name was pretty fun to say. Fultonovich. You can always say it like differently every time. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, Chris Flexen's been decent for Yeah, him. I wonder what. Where is... Chris Flexen. Yeah, he's been a good enough fill in, I guess. I mean, Sub three and a half ERA. Yeah, yeah, he's been good. I don't feel like it's going to last, but he's been good. Yeah. I could definitely get down on the under in this game, even though Fulton Evich is pitching. Um, for reasons stated at the top of the show, no yeah. more betting on overs in Seattle games because of the bullpen. My only thing is, is Fulton going to give up six runs in the first five innings? Uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Same. But honestly, I was looking back, and I've missed on a lot of overs in Texas games, and they actually have gone under a decent amount. Seattle definitely has because you guys have got, you know, good pitching right now. And, yeah, both of these teams. All right, so the Mariners 12-16-2 in regards to over-under record. 13, 18, and one for the Rangers. So 34 combined unders for these two teams. And the last 10, both teams have gone three and seven to the under. Texas, four and 12 in regards to over unders at home. Hmm. They're four and 12 to the under? Yeah. So whenever. And I, I, I always have to explain this to because I say it so weirdly. But whenever I'm referring to like over unders and I say like, yeah, their over under is four and twelve. I'm 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 pretty much just stating it as four overs, twelve unders. Four or twelve unders, yeah. 
correlate into that column. I think that makes sense. Um, so yeah, lots of unders for these two teams. Yeah, Texas does not score nearly as many runs at home. Almost two less runs per game at home. Hmm. Their team total is four and a half. Unders getting some shade at minus one twenty. Yeah, I take the under on that. I'm gonna roll full game under. Probably gonna regret it after the first two innings. Yeah, as we tend to do. But I mean Texas is terrible at home offensively. Your Mariners have this great bullpen going right now. Chris Flexen, if he can just get the job done for five, six innings. And uh, no no offense, but y'all's offense ain't that great either. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Freaking isn't. So I think that's a good good spot there. Yeah, I like it. Rangers don't hit righties very well. Mm-mm. Especially Gallo. Yeah. Gallo's not good against them. Sub 200. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Mariners don't hit righties very well either. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Featuring Lawich Little. Uh, Toronto, Houston. Ross Stripling. Urquady. Urquady. I, I, oh, another name. Urquady. Urquady. It's your kitty. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Get them in the litter box. That's a, yeah. Um, I, honestly, just based off pitching alone, without deep diving in this one, you know, because we got a few games here, but we should probably wrap up soon. But Toronto, Houston, Ross Stripling, your kitty. <laughs> uh, it just <laughs> – I'm seeing a whole lot of love within the market and the industry on him today. Um, seeing some metrics and numbers and stuff that look good. Toronto was just involved in that offensive showcase of a series against – Oakland and that was exciting and I think it's time for their bats to maybe come back to life or come back to earth a little bit Ross Stripling's at 6.3 yeah. ERA on the year and George Springer out indefinitely again Joe Panic questionable important infield piece for depth reasonings and then you've got the Astros that have Alvarez Guriel and Brantley all hitting over 300 against righties. You've got multiple nine and 800 OPSs throughout this lineup for the Astros. I think where I like this spot, what, what spot I like here, man, nope, never mind. Five runs. That's a lot. I was hoping I could get four. Four, four and a half for Houston. Yeah, I don't know what angle I would like in this game either. Like Houston straight up, but the, I mean, minus 145, it's like not helpful. And we were talking about the underdogs at the top of the show, but I mean, it is Friday, so. That's true. I don't know what that means really, but. Well, Underdogs have been terrible on Fridays this season. Yeah. According to G Dog. 
I'm sure there's some science behind it, but I don't think it's anything. This is a tough one. I don't like this game. Yeah, I'm starting to feel the same. Like I stared at that minus 145 for a good while. I kind of, I think the Astros should win this game. You know, just like a $10 bet on the minus 145 to clear in a little bankroll. Like I, I could see that happening. Hmm. Where is this game on my book? Yeah, I lost it. There it is. Sheesh. What's my book you got it at? I was looking at consensus odds. Uh, it's got 145 on the money line. Yeah. Plus 135 on the run line. Plus 135. Yeah. Hmm. Nah, can't be getting down with that. I don't like anything about this game. Maybe the Astros first five run yeah. line minus one ten. I think they should light up bra stripling. I think but, we got enough sample size now that I can start jumping back into first five bets. I I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, yeah. man, I just want to play. Like I love first five bets. I played them a lot last year. Yeah, Astros have a couple of guys that hit righties very well. Your Alvarez, Brantley, and Gurriel are all over 300 mm-hmm. against righties alone. So. It's in a dome, so weather means nothing to us. I think that's a good spot for Houston. They struggled in their last series. Uh, yeah, I think they're happy to be out of New York. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Heard enough booing from them. Yeah, that was a rough series for them. <laughs> yeah, they deserve it. Yep. This to be fair, true. I think every team probably deserves it. I think they're all cheating. Yeah. That's another day. In some way. Um, Dodgers, Angels, Battle for LA. Do you want to talk about this one? Urias on the um, Griffin Canning. No, not really. Okay. I, Griffin Canning has burned me many a time. I will say over eight and a half looks nice to me. I think that uh, with how terrible Canning has been and with the bullpen issues with Los Angeles or the Angels, <laughs> um, I think yeah, some runs can be scored in this. Dodgers bats been a little dormant lately. Time for them to wake up. So wouldn't be shocked yeah. if the team scored eight runs themselves for some reason. I, I got a feeling. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Take the, take the Dodgers team total over. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Dodgers um, over four and a half minus one. Th- yeah, I think that that's a really great number there. Thirty. Yeah, that's a great number. Really good number. Uh, Tampa Bay, Oakland. I feel very anticlimactic today because it's like I'm seeing a lot of these games and it's like I just want to watch the baseball of it, and it's this that, is one of them. It's that tweet you saw from your boy Giles earlier. Oh, yeah. So it's gotten you down. <laughs> Got me in my moody blues. <laughs> Tampa Bay, though. Their their money lines come down from 122 to plus 110. Over-under set at 7.5. We got Rich Hill and Shamanaya on the mound. 7.5 is a egregiously low number. That is such a low number. And for what was the number? I lost it for a, a second. Half. 
That is a low number. And I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate the under. I mean, Rich Hill had a pretty decent start last time out. Oakland against lefties. Jed Lowry hits good. And that's about it. And Ramon Lariano. Mm. Yeah. And Rich Hill. I keep wanting to fade him, but he's been he keeps he just keeps doing it. Yeah, I faded him too last, good. I tried faded him last time and it did not work. Yeah, and I still I enjoy watching him. Yeah. Man, get Anthony Desclafani out of Cincinnati and look at how he pitches in a pitcher's ballpark. He's two and one on the year in a two point zero zero ERA for the Giants. And they're going against San Diego tonight. This is the last game on the card. Blake Snell, the lefty, 1-0, 3.51 ERA. And the total for this one is 7.5 also. Minus 140 for San Diego. Minus 1.5 run line at plus 125 for the Papas. Lots of uh, questionable tags for the Giants. Wilmer Flores, Alex Dickerson, sad face. Buster Posey. Mm-hmm. Padres against righties. Decent. Like, not a complete downgrade. Trent Gresham still hits over 300 against him. I think I got to back the Padres tonight. Desclafani's been great. But Blake Snell's starting to get back to Blake Snell. I was kind of leaning the other way. I was leaning towards the Giants on this one. I was too originally, but then I looked and saw, you know, who they're potentially going to be down or not at 100% with. Posey's been like, I don't know what he drank, but. He's got, I think, nine or ten home runs on the year. He's a top. He's tied atop the NL leaderboard. And then he's just swinging the bat like he was in his, you know, All Star days. He is just crushing. But Dickerson's pretty big piece for the Giants. I mean, they'll get like Darren Ruff or Slater in there. Both those guys have sneaky contact, good OPS. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't uh, – I'm not hating it. Um, I'm seeing a pro grade, you know, like an odds line of B minus. The odds of plus 125, what I'm seeing is the line should be more of plus 107. So, you're on – you might be on to something, Blake. I'm at, yeah, I got plus 125, and I like it a lot, actually, especially right. if Buster's in. Yeah, if Buster's in, it changes. If Buster's in, I'm not on the Padres – um if yeah. Buster and Alex Dickerson are in, I'm definitely not on the Padres. You know, the thing that's made Blake Snell so good over these years is that fastball and where he locates at the top of the zone, but it's been in the middle of the zone. Hmm. Way so, too much this year. The Giants hit fastball's pretty dang good. Evan Longoria on the year on the fastball is over five hundred Woba. Jeez. Buster Posey, the same thing. Buster or er, Brandon Crawford, the same thing. All over 500 on the Woba on the fastball. And then 
Posey and Longoria both hit over 400 against lefties. Yeah. Longoria hits 478. And, you know, Blake Snell's fastball is better than everybody else's for the most part, but he's not locating it this year. What if he locates it tonight? I know. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> that worrisome right there. I mean, with a pitcher as good as him, you know. Yep. Chances are he knows what's going on, too. I don't know. That's a tough one. I was a lot more beefy on the Padres until you started talking about all that Woba. (laughs) It's a lot of Woba. (laughs) And let me give you a patient on me. They got lit up in the last game. Who did they play in the last game? The Padres. Padres. Yeah, he did. Uh, Yeah, he got lit up. It was... uh, he didn't start in the series against the Pirates, did he? Uh, it was on the first. It was on May first. That was, was his last start. That was the Giants, six and two. Ooh, and they lit him up. Yeah, they hit his fastball. They hit his fastball four thirty three Woba. Oh wait, wait, wait. wait six twenty five slugging. Padres won six two. I'm sorry, I was looking at the Padres roster. Oh well, they they hit but they, they hit Snell fairly well. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I'm pulling the box score up from that game real quick. I want to see how many pitches he threw. Uh, Slater went 0 for 4 last time against him. Ruff, we were talking about Ruff, had a 2 for 3 day with an RBI and a strikeout. Posey, 1 for 3. Longoria went 0 for 2. Had two walks, though. All right, so let's look at some pitching. Snell went five innings, 91 pitches, five hits, two runs, one earned, three walks, six strikeouts. So nothing exceptional in any direction. Oh, wow. Desclafani was the other starting pitcher. Oh, so he got a rematch, huh? Last time, too. And his line went six innings, 76 pitches. Dang. And then it just all fell apart the last few batters he faced three hits three runs three earned runs two walks three k's okay so it was like the very first part of the seventh that he went out for he shouldn't have yeah i wonder if uh that's a normal thing for disco um hmm it is a rematch that's 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 neat What's weird is this Clefani has the first two innings is where he's had the most trouble this year. And then he, uh, seven of his eight total earned runs this year have been in the first two innings. I didn't even look at the scoring in the box score in that last one, but if, uh, I just assumed that it was maybe he got roughed up early and then just started sitting a bunch of people down. But I thought that's what happens. He's only given up one earned run. After the second inning is here. Oh, my God. Yeah, then that's what it was. Had to have been. That's some interesting stuff right there. Yeah, Padres had a three-inning first – or three-run first inning. There you go. So it was all in that game then. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> so you can look at pitching forever and still not – and be even more confused than we were to go into it. And it was, it was Machado that homered. With Tatis and Trent Gresham on the on the base. That was on the first inning? Yeah. 
And then Eriksson Profar hit a solo shot in the eighth, so not against Disco. So it wasn't against him now. And then the eighth, Cronenworth singled, Hosmer scored, Tati scored. I like the Giants. I like the Padres still. <laughs> Man. Because Maybe I like make think... a personal bet. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Hmm. Giants first five plus one twenty five on the money line. Are you gonna do that though? With I don't know. I don't love first five money lines because there's too many ties. Especially if Disclafani has, you know, in a a nuclear just second inning gives up like four runs like that would just yeah that kills it, it right there it appears if he gets past the first two innings then it's smooth sailing after that which is weird because usually it's like hitters in like the third inning fourth inning like when they get to see the pitcher again and again like that's when the hitters start doing better but it's opposite for disco yeah and he's gone four innings every time at least five innings all but one. Hmm. <laughs> I man, this is a tough one, but it's I feel like there's something there for both of us, like on both sides. You know? Like if yeah, you maybe. wanted to go Giants team total. Dude, or... I might take the Giants money line on this one. Yeah. Plus one twenty five, that's too much. They're close to even money as far as value speaking. So how about I take the Padres, you take the Giants, and if you win, I tell you good job. <laughs> and you send me your, uh, <laughs> you send me that gift you got from Manscaped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, wind is blowing out almost the right center field at 14 miles an hour. Which in San Fran, that's towards McCovey Bay. Hmm. <laughs> yeah i like giants winning line on this one so that means you're gonna be right so congratulations you win <laughs> we'll see how it goes all right board bet put it on the board, board bet i got the padres blake's got the giants we're gonna have to make a board because this is our first real big disagreement yeah it's just it's all dependent on blake's or on blake's Snell's fastball really yeah i think it's where he all dependent on that and disco's first two innings so very fun things to keep an eye on just baseball speaking wise. Like, so as we gain this data and, you know, we are looking at things presently, but as we, you know, move into the team's next game and like other positions to find value in. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, Hey, the Cubbies are winning two zero in the bottom of the second. Yeah. I saw that. Go Cubbies. Hey, you can score some runs on the pirates. Good job. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I could almost do that. I still can't believe people were trying to say that they were going to win the division this year. The Cubs? Well, they did last year, didn't they? Technically, yes. Yeah, Yeah, they did. It was, you know, no one cares because who cares about 2020? Yeah. And then they got first round bounced by the Marlins. Ugh, Marlins. Like, they just shut the bats down. It was... uh. It was gross. Yeah, that's how the Marlins win. I do like the Marlins, though. I do, too. Fun team. Well, Blake, we got uh, 
a full MLB card. We talked about every single game, every single team, a lot of players, a lot of things, a lot of numbers, a lot of angles. I don't think we need to dip into any light NBA stuff like we talk about with you and I on the show. Super volatile. Yeah, if you want NBA, just get a wager pass and go to Aaron Bruski. Right, because what he's like Troy and Dan. Yeah. Here, let me pull his record up. We got it right here. It's just, it's get ready for this, y'all. This is ridiculous. Let's see what it is. Um. Oh, we didn't update it from yesterday. I saw it. It was like 102 and 60, 101 and 76. That's crazy. That's his post all-star game break record. <laughs> Just post all-star game. Yeah. And when does he do all his research? Do you do it like two in the morning? He gets it as soon as it comes out. He's always the first one in the wager pass. Yes, absolutely. Even, like just even when I post his- my plays at four in the morning before I go to work, he's already got six plays up. Yeah. Like, or like, look at this is, and this is what makes Bruce such a mastermind. Like, I'm going to read off his plays in the wager pass. Well, I can't do that. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how much line movement there's been uh, since he uploaded his plays. And it's, it happens every time because he, he overnights, but he's always right. Um, the Celtics game has had, two points of movement in his favor. The jazz game has had a point and a half of movement in his favor. Yeah. And that's every play, you know, he gets it, gets it in early, gets it in way ahead of everyone, way ahead, the market corrections and like I said, post All Star break, one hundred and one and seventy six. That's that's a winning percentage. That is a yeah. winning percentage. So, all right, bud. I say we wrap this one up so we can uh, get ourselves situated to indulge in some baseball. I see the Discord blowing up from Keith, Mister at G One Innsberg B three ATS. So it's Ginsburg beats with a G1 and a B3. Mm-hmm. I got some basketball props I need to go snag. I've got some baseball stuff I need to research. And I guess I got to edit this show too. So there's that. But we got some baseball to ch- check in on on our Friday night, bud. Yeah, we got a lot going on today. Yeah. And then we just get to roll right into tomorrow to Saturday. A weekend, so. yep. Sunday. I've been enjoying Sunday baseball a lot lately. I wish I could. I'm at work until they're all done pretty much. Yeah, that's a bummer. Hate that for you. Yeah, I get off and there's a Sunday night game, thankfully. Yeah, at least there's one. Um, all right. Well, he's at Blake LaWatch. L-A-W-A-T-C-H. I'm at D-A-L-E-007. And we are at Hootball Naming together collectively in a fun joint effort and then uh hoop-ball.com of course go over there check the website out please do not forget about the five-star reviews on apple podcasts you'll see it tagged you'll see a link you'll see all that in the show description 
five star reviews, screenshot it, send it to me, send it to Blake, send it to Dan, send it to Hootball Gaming, find someone and just send it to us because it's going to get you a chance to win some money. Free, no strings attached, friends with bets, FWB, money. You want your money to have benefits and you want to be able to win more money with it. So we're just trying to give you money so you can start building a bankroll and uh, grow with us here. So take it and run with it is what I say. And for that, this is Friday's edition. So we will be back Monday. I believe Vince will be back at the helm on Mondays. He, uh, he's been yeah, big promotion, man. Yeah. He's been just, uh, not able to even pay us any mind, which is okay because life comes first and got a huge, 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 uh, upgrade in work life from his words. So congrats to Vince at VM center, our guy over here, he will be back in the lab with us starting next week. And then I leave the lab. I leave next weekend to go to Georgia for a few days. So I will be missing two weeks from now for a few days, a couple days. So uh, that's why we got a great team. That's why we, we got these folks built up. Like we got to have it. Y'all got to have the content. So it's what we want you to have. So Blake, I do not want the giants to win. And with that being said, I hope you have a great night. <laughs> yeah, man. It's going to be the first game to end in a tie in 100 years. Yeah. What? Not counting so, All-Star games. Like, it just, like, ends because of, like... Yeah, it'll end in eighth inning after rain, and then they'll call it a tie. Yeah, yeah. And then we both lose. That'd be fitting. Or we both win. No, we'll both lose. All right, optimist. Life's not that good. Optimist prime. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, bud. All right. Well, let's get this one rolled out and uh, going to start unraveling this red carpet for these listeners' ears. And uh, as always, I am sending you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies, except for Blake's Giants tonight. <laughs> and um, we will see you back on the next one. Y'all be safe, be kind, and uh, find something nice out there to do over the weekend for someone. Blake, take care, bud. We'll see you around, all right? Yeah, later, man. I'll see you. Awesome. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy. You're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.